don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. It's November 16th and time for your Social and Six update. As always, we're bringing you the six most important news stories from the ever-changing landscape. To fill you in on the news you might have missed and to give you plenty to talk about in our Facebook group. So without further ado, let's get started. My finger is on the button. First up, WhatsApp has a new button for shopping. Yes, WhatsApp is making a big go of social commerce, which is hardly a surprise. This latest update sees the introduction of a shopping button. Essentially, when you go into a chat window on WhatsApp for any businesses you follow, you'll see a shopping icon in the top right corner where the core options are. Providing that business has a product catalogue, you'll be able to browse products and communicate with the brand about those products. Now, this new button stops short of being able to make payments through WhatsApp, but judging by a recent promo video about the future of shopping on WhatsApp, the hope is it won't be long before a checkout service is implemented. Across the world in India, which is WhatsApp's biggest market, money transfers have just been launched after getting the green light from financial controllers and banks there. Although that success hasn't transpired to WhatsApp's second biggest market of Brazil, where the feature was canned. Over in the West, it's surely only a matter of time for WhatsApp's social commerce and money transfer plans to come to fruition. However, with the chatter going around the community and the articles being written, this is a feature potentially we're going to be very excited for. Next up, Eve, Snapchat now lets brands see how many subscribers a creator has. Yes, Snapchat has launched public subscriber accounts for creators to help brands identify which creators to partner with on campaigns and branded content. Snapchat has been taking a few steps in influencer marketing recently. In September, they launched creator accounts, which give influencers a comprehensive view of their analytics and facilitates any brand partnerships. Snapchat's creator community has been asking for more transparency around metrics like subscribers for a while, so this update will be welcome news for them. But the demand for public-facing information could also mean that in the future, brands will get access to other metrics like demographics. While we don't recommend judging creators on their followers alone, for brands, knowing a creator's follow account, or in this case, subscribe account, lets you calculate their engagement rate, which is important. Until now, brands have had to rely on a creator's word when it comes to knowing their subscribe account on Snapchat. So this should give brands more peace of mind, as well as giving creators an incentive to grow their channels and create better content. A reel is simply a short video, anywhere from 3 to 15 seconds. Now, Instagram has redesigned its app to put reels and shopping on the home screen. Yes, if you're ever in any doubt about where Instagram's priorities are at any given moment, just look at the app's most recent redesign. Right now, Instagram is focused on reels and social commerce, having moved buttons for these options to the front menu. The switch around means the compose button and activity tab are now in the top right corner of the app. It may seem like a small change, but as we've come to realize many times over, these small design changes can be the making of new tools and features. Reels has been a runaway success and Instagram's social commerce plans are only getting more ambitious. That is, hasn't just been sprung on us. Instagram has actually been testing the redesign from as early as July, which is why the news may sound slightly familiar. Nevertheless, it does raise questions about Instagram's UI. Many have commented on the platform being a little bloated and complicated to navigate. According to Robbie Stein, Instagram's Director of Product Management, it's hoped this latest update will bring more simplicity and ease when it comes to using Instagram's expanded suite of products. Now, we'll just pause there for a minute because Thea has a very exciting announcement to make. Yes, if you've been keeping an eye on our social channels, you'll know that we've been teasing something very exciting from GameByte. GameByte, which has been at the forefront of gaming on social for many years now, is launching a shop. And it won't just be a place for GameByte merch, oh no. You'll be able to buy everything from next-gen hardware to games like the new Call of Duty Black Ops in what is set to be the first major move to e-commerce from a gaming publisher. 
as well as bringing gaming communities closer to the games they love, this exciting launch is set to bring with it a plethora of commercial opportunities for brands and marketers. Keep an eye on our channels for more details. Very exciting news then. Make sure you do check that out. Now, back to the stories. The predicament is that because everyone has a sort of moderator power on the site, people's personal beliefs, biases, and agendas get in the way. That is, people downvote for reasons other than what they should be downvoting for, causing lots of other issues. Eve, Facebook is testing upvotes and downvotes for comments. That's right. Facebook has toyed around with up and downvotes in the past, but now it's giving the feature, which was inspired by Reddit, another try within Facebook groups as a means of optimizing engagement there. The option has started appearing in some groups already, so some of you might have seen it. But for those who haven't, there's a pop-up that's asking users, is this comment valuable to members of the group? To which users can then vote. Facebook said upvotes and downvotes would act as a means to surface more engaging, responsive discussion points in the comments. This will prioritize relevant replies and hopefully prompt even more engagement in groups. If you're getting a lot of comments, it also gives your group members more ways to interact with the post and add their own replies to popular responses. But there are implications for a feature like this. There's a risk of people voting comments down simply because they don't agree, which is something we see a lot of on Facebook, especially at the moment. It is quite a hackable feature, though. So if people do use the buttons as approve and disapprove or agree and disagree options, you could use this to ask people to vote on something like a poll or to select winners of a competition. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Megaphone. Next up, Spotify has acquired the podcast hosting company Megaphone. Yes, soon Spotify will be the only platform you think of when you think of podcasts. At least that appears to be the long-term aim. On the back of historic exclusive deals with Joe Rogan and Michelle Obama, Spotify has just acquired Megaphone for a fee believed to be worth $235 million. Megaphone itself is a podcast hosting platform with built-in ad and distribution services. Now, are they a big deal? Well, with a client list that includes ESPN and the Wall Street Journal, you'd have to say so. But as well as being beneficial to Spotify's plan for dominance in the podcasting space, it also means existing Megaphone clients will get access to Spotify's array of ad tools and services, not to mention its data. One of these perks includes Spotify's Streaming Ad Insertion Technology, or SAI. This enables advertisers to target podcast listeners in real time with targeted ads that are relevant to them, instead of traditional ad spots. As for the audience size, Spotify recently announced that out of 320 million monthly active users, 22% engage with podcasts in Q3. It's a number that's set to grow. As you can see here, yes, it looks just like Instagram stories. You tap on a profile to view fleets. You tap on your own profile to create a fleet. A fleet is basically a tweet. 280 characters, you can add an image or a GIF that gets posted to your Twitter profile photo and not the main Twitter feed and stays there for 24 hours. And finally, a big one here, Eve. Twitter's rolled out Fleets and Carousel ads further afield. Yes, two updates from Twitter here. The first is their version of Stories Fleets has launched in Japan, which is Twitter's second largest market. If anyone outside of Japan is wondering why they should care about this, it tells us that Twitter's interest in fleets hasn't diminished over time, as can happen with some features in testing. It's only a matter of time now before fleets arrives in Twitter's first largest market, the US. And after the US, the UK and Europe always follow. Brands should prepare for the feature and explore the possibilities before that happens so they can be the first to act when it drops. Though I don't love social platforms bringing out all the same features, I think Fleets will probably serve a different purpose than Stories does on other platforms. On Instagram and even LinkedIn, Stories is for less polished content than the feed, but tweets aren't exactly polished. I think it's more likely people will use this for even faster ways to take part in a trending topic or add real-time visuals to news reports and events. 
Our second update from Twitter is that carousel ads have officially rolled out for wider use. This is basically a new ad format with extended creative space. With carousels, you can showcase various products, highlight specific features, or create a narrative that develops across two to six carousel cards. And since carousels are available across all of the website and app objectives you get on Twitter ads, it opens up new ways to engage your audience and improve results. Yeah, some big stories, Eve, following the election where there was a lot of news centred around there. But one of those that particularly interests me is the uh, Snapchat subscriber count that you mentioned, which I think is, uh, I'll be honest with this one, I was surprised to see that it launched so late. You know, it's the sort of thing, creator accounts that we feel probably existed forever. But I mean, they came fairly late in the day as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's because Snapchat has always been more of a closed platform. Like the way it works, you just send content to people that you're friends with and it's never really been a public facing space. But the more updates they add, especially like in terms of influencer marketing and these creator accounts, you can see them slowly migrating towards more public facing, maybe not app on the whole, but definitely one element of Snapchat, I think is going to get much more public. And it makes sense if these influencers are putting a lot of their time into Snapchat. Subscriber accounts are something that, you know, they, they sort of hail themselves by on YouTube. So I think they'll want the same thing on this platform. And as we mentioned, it's, it's good for brands and brand partnerships for them to see what they're working with. Yeah, 100%. And talking about brands, it's such an exciting time for Snapchat at the moment. Uh, one thing that we didn't get time to cover was the fact that they've just acquired a sort of AI customer service voice services tool, which is, you know, another interesting step for them following them opening their API earlier this year. Yeah, definitely. I think I was reading a report on that earlier and it sounds like they're going to try and use it or it would help them the most uh, with things like voice calls and audios between a brand or a business and then their customers, which is something that obviously this year with everything going online and people not being able to see businesses in other ways, all the social platforms have been putting a lot of effort into. So it's interesting to see Snap take the same approach if those guesses are correct, because at the moment it is just an estimation. But from your stories, I think we're seeing obviously a lot in social commerce at the moment. And obviously with Instagram getting its shop tab and WhatsApp shopping buttons coming out, it's very obvious, isn't it, that social commerce is, it has arrived. I mean, what, what do you think this means for a platform like WhatsApp, where everything's gone from direct chat to now shopping? Yeah, I mean, this is absolutely huge for WhatsApp. And I feel like every year I say it's going to be the year that social commerce really takes off. But as you've said, it's looking like all sort of guns are blazing for 2021. And I mean, in terms of WhatsApp, I think the salience is perfect there. It just seems like the sort of platform that we're all moving to these intimate spaces and the ease in which uh, people are already speaking to brands and which we've seen brand campaigns launch on WhatsApp natively is is fantastic. So, I mean, rest assured, this has always been Mark Zuckerberg's long-term aim, I think, to put shopping everywhere. I mean, the next logical step after that is ads, which is something that WhatsApp has traditionally rallied against. But I mean, their founders are out of the picture now. So I think keeping an eye on WhatsApp is going to be a really, really interesting time. Make sure you tune in next Monday, where we'll be speaking to John Hutchings, who is the social media executive for KFC UK and Ireland, and the man behind the brand's many, many viral tweets. Cool. Yeah, make sure you listen out for that one. And I will have a bone to pick with you if you don't. But All it's left for me to say is we will see you next week. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. 